Hello, and welcome to the Sapona Road Church Podcast. Today is a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made, and we are excited that you've taken time to join with us as we hear from God's Word. We exist as a church to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that today's message encourages and blesses you and helps you to grow and mature in your walk and relationship with Him. The Word of the Lord is powerful and life-changing, so let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message. Uh, And we're thankful to be able to um, speak to you today on Pastor's Appreciation. I know I joked around uh, a few weeks ago saying that uh, I was going to brag on Heather and she was going to brag on me, but that's not what this is about. Um, so, uh, well, I'll go ahead and read the scripture for you today and then we'll, we'll pray and we'll get, we'll get into it and you'll understand a little better of what we're, what we're trying to do here. So Romans 12 verse 10 says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one, ano- one another in showing honor. So Father, we just thank you for your word. And we ask your blessing upon this message today and our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. So we do want to talk to you about pastor's appreciation. And we're not going to keep you long because the, the food's on the way. For those that didn't remember, the, the food is coming. Uh, is actually going to be here in the next five minutes to start setting up. They're going to, oh, wow. they're going to set up. They're going to, they're, I think they're going to serve everything. And so we shouldn't have to do a whole lot but just enjoy fellowship. So everybody, please stay uh, after the service. Um, but uh, so today, I know people celebrate it all different times of the year, but uh, I think according to Google, today is actually Pastor Appreciation Day. That you, I think it's supposed to be the second Sunday in October as far as, I don't know if it's worldwide or nationwide or what, what it is. Uh, and so we're celebrating homecoming along with that. And so most churches would have a uh, something about well, we've done that about how much they appreciate their pastor, but usually by having a guest speaker. Uh, they bring somebody in, kind of like what we did uh, last year with, with uh, Brother Gore. But we decided that we were going to do it a little bit different and uh, that we wanted to just get up today and spend a little bit of time talking about what we appreciate as the pastors of a wonderful church uh, like this. And he gave me all the things to say that would make me emotional. So I brought my tissue just in case because that video got me, y'all. I was, that was, you know, something. But we just wanted to start off by saying. It was because she saw me young. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like you don't realize how long you've been doing ministry till you see and are reminded how long you've been doing ministry, you know. The first, uh, the flyer thing that popped up there, that's why I whispered to Heather. I said, proof that I had hair. He was so cute. Um, but we just wanted to start off this morning by telling you how much we love and appreciate every one of you. We have been so incredibly blessed in ministry to pastor the people we've had the chance to pastor. I'm already like getting emotional. <laughs> Oof. But um, it, it's it's amazing because you hear other pastors and, you know, sometimes they tell horror stories about, you know, the things that they've experienced and, you know, the, the stuff that they've been through. And we've just just from beginning to now, we've just been blessed with so many just 
good, kind, loving people. And that's, that's a gift. That's a gift in ministry. And we have conversations like that regularly. You know, there's always stuff that you have to, you know, work through like anywhere else, but we've just been blessed with such good people. Every one of you, we consider you family and anybody who knows us knows we take family seriously (laughs) and having you in our lives is one of God's greatest blessings to us. We are blessed. And through the years as pastors, we've had a lot of lessons to learn, um, probably more so me than Aaron. Um, he helps me learn lessons when I realize I've missed it. But even in the short time we've been here, even though it, it actually does feel like we've been here longer than right at two years. I mean, I feel like I feel like we've been doing ministry here with y'all for, for longer than that. But we've always felt such love, patience, acceptance from every one of you. And that is a gift. It's enabled two groups of people, like what Michelle was referencing, two groups of people to come together pretty seamlessly. And, and anybody who's been in the church for a long time, sometimes mergers like that are difficult. But everybody here has just made that so smooth so that that way those two groups can come together, be family, and even have new people come in and feel like family automatically. Revival looks like family. That's what we always say, and we just, we're so grateful to you. Um, Everybody here, some of you, you most likely remember Sister Sarah, and then when her um, son Kevin died, she told Aaron. It just moved her so much that even though she had just been here, like not even quite a year, the church just took it upon themselves to just honor her son in such a way that it just, it, she felt the love of the Lord through I, that. I think Kevin had only visited us one time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's what family does. We come together, we make it happen, and we appreciate the opportunity to go after God in a safe environment. We hope you feel the same way, because part of our vision from the very beginning was to make every place that we serve in ministry to be a place that is safe. For people to minister with us, to come and be ministered to, we want it to be a place that people can find healing from brokenness, from hurt, and find life like they never imagined they could. Because that's what it means to be the hands and feet of Jesus. He healed brokenness everywhere he went. And to do that is to look like him. And all of you are a part of that becoming a reality. There's a lot of work to be done. There always is. But because you guys are so amazing, we feel like we can just tackle it all. And we're really thankful. God has been really good to us. um, And you're all a part of that. And the story did start, I guess, back before then. And they showed a lot of it in the uh, in the videos, but uh, some that are here have been with us since the very beginning when we started out in, in ministry, and uh, I'm thankful for that because uh, what I mean, you don't, most of you don't know, when we first started pastoring years ago, um, I had practically no experience at all, and I mean just in ministry, not pastoring. Of course, I had no experience in pastoring, but I didn't have hardly any experience in ministry, um, I had, I may have had seven sermons, um, and I only know that because uh, I actually got invited to do a one-week revival. Uh, that so I had to had to had something. I couldn't preach the same one all all every night, uh, but I had preached less than twenty times probably, maybe less than fifteen. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, and uh, we were actually when we started the the process of planning the church, uh, the church we had started. Um, 
we were still in our first round of ministers, uh, the ministers program, the CAMS program. We had program. been married less than two years, for sure, when we started the church, right? Uh, I don't know. I think so. I think we just hit two years when we Sorry, started. Sorry, I just completely threw And uh, about a week before we were going to start, the, the church was supposed to start that we were planning, uh, I almost didn't even finish ministry school. I almost pulled out because I was aggravated. I know y'all don't ever get aggravated, but I got aggravated about something. We and I thought about aggravated. it. I'm like, I'm not doing this. And then we got to talking and uh, we said, you know what? It might be a good idea if we actually have a license before we start a church. <laughs> starting a church when you're mad is okay, but starting a church when you're mad and you don't have a license, that, oh could, that could possibly not go well. So uh, Heather talked me into going on and taking the test. And... Uh, uh, that's just how bad things were. They were great, but they were bad. And But God has been faithful Amen. over and over. He's continued to be faithful. He's brought us through time after time. He's shown us a lot of grace, I will say. Yeah, and he's brought us here to this body of, of believers that we're so thankful for. <laughs> and I appreciate that we get to be ourselves. Uh, I appreciate that we don't have to be perfect. Um, Kind of like the other week when I got that old saying wrong, apparently. He always does that when I preach with him. He never says anything like that unless it's up here with me. I will remember for the rest of my life, it's fool me once, <laughs> shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I will never forget it. I'll, well, I might still say it wrong every now and then, but I'll remember as soon as I do. But, uh, but I, 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 like that. I like that I can get to be me. And there are a lot of pastors out there that they don't get to do that. They have to lead almost out of a sense of fear. Uh, they, have to, they feel like they have to be perfect. They feel like they have to have all the answers. They feel like they, gotta, they have to be the smartest guy in the room, and, uh, or at least act like they are. And I appreciate not having that pressure. I, I like the fact that I don't have to feel like I have to be the best at, at everything when it comes in the church. And I even appreciate the people that pointed out to me that I'm not. <laughs> like... Justin smiling back there and Jonathan when I say the wrong word and he crops the video and sends it to me before I can get out of the parking lot on Sunday morning that's happened twice at least um, uh, even well my brother-in-law did it to me Brian back there years ago my iPad so it was kind of when everybody was just starting to use iPads and this the thing it kept popping up this message that iPad has not been backed up. Remember this, Brian? <laughs> iPad has not been, I couldn't get it off the thing. And so I said, apparently I need to back this thing up. After service, I get this text message and it's a video where he has cropped it like I'm singing and it keeps saying, back this thing up, back this <laughs> thing up, over and over and over. I forgot about that. That's the only thing he got out of. That's the only thing he got out of my entire sermon. We never say anything inappropriate while we're up here. He just did it again. But, of course. So even though I, I'm just joking around about that, it did really happen. But we are seriously thankful um, for those that help in leadership here at the church. Uh, and I, I wrote some, I sure hope I didn't forget a name on something, but from the Church and Pastors Council, some of you don't even know who's on the Church and Pastors Council, but uh, Bobby Wilson, Randy Hall... Wesley McLaurin, Tommy Johnson, and George Thomas. I'm thankful for uh, those five men and what they mean to the church with their leadership. To the children's and youth pastors, Justin and Amber, 
and all that they, they do in sacrifice. The associate pastors, Jonathan and Michelle, uh, all that Donna does as the clerk, which goes way beyond the job title of clerk that we ask her to do, and she does it willingly. Uh, the praise and worship team, uh, that sound as good as anyone I know, and they put in a lot of work to sound that way. Uh, and then the media, that the, the, the praise and worship team is more than just the singers. Everyone involved, um, from Valerie and Rebecca and Brian and all of Brian's kids, Danny, Lily, Shane, Nate, all that they do. Uh, Tommy handling everything back there with our podcast and everything he does at the back. And him and Monty both uh, sing and um, help with basically anything tech. They take care of it uh, for us, YouTube content, all that stuff. Uh, the prayer group that comes in on Tuesdays, mm -hmm. one of the most powerful ministries at this church that not many people uh, really know about, and all that they do coming in and praying over us and just lifting us up uh, to uh, the ushers, um, Bruce at the door and taking care of so many things around here and always there when I call him if something, if a door needs to be, even just somebody needs to be let in, he's always there. Uh, the ones that work with the kids, uh, Donna's out there now, my mom, uh, all of you, and uh, Jill and some of the others at open service, uh, run the services for me, and uh, the nursery workers and the volunteers, all that help, everything that's done. It, it, there's so much that goes into having a church and having a church service that people don't understand. We're getting ready to go enjoy a meal. I think it took them uh, over half a day to find all the tablecloths. People don't realize how difficult the little things uh, can be. And many of the people on that list, I hope I didn't forget anyone. Forgive me if I did. If but, you were forgotten, raise your hand. Uh, it, many of the people on that list, they should have been listed several times because they just do so many things. And we're, th we're thankful for them, but our thankfulness to God also includes an appreciation for everyone in this room. And your faithfulness with your attendance and with your prayers and with your giving and with, with your support, all of it. This is a church of faithfulness, and we're very appreciative of that. And I've told Aaron that because of you all being such an amazing group of people, it, I feel like it's enabled him to study, bringing messages just out of a hunger for the Word and a hunger for the Lord just to be able to share that, what he, what he learns for himself. It's so important to follow hard after God without a fear of man holding us back. I feel like if most of us would be honest, I mean, at all of our jobs, sometimes that fear of man, it can be debilitating. Imagine going hard after God with no fear what could be done. It's something that you've enabled us to do as pastors week after week. Messages don't just happen. Like there's been many times where people have texted Aaron like, this is a great idea. And he's like, okay, that's a great idea. But what do I do with the other 30 minutes? That's 30 seconds. Messages don't just happen. But when you don't have the pressure of fear of man, there's just so much more that you can bring. We've learned a lot um, being here just in the time we've been here because a lot of you know that this was us coming back under an organization back under Church of God and that's been different it's been a different experience we've learned a lot just in the last couple of years because of that it's very different than tearing up and tearing down every Sunday Setting like up. yeah well I didn't do any of it really so <laughs> tearing up and tearing down. oh well some of it got torn up too 
But anyways, um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I just showed up and sang. They were there, you know, hours ahead and hours after. It was, it was a lot, and it's a different structure in so many ways, but it's been a great transition. I mean, going back under Church of God as a denomination, I think it would have been much more difficult for us as pastors if we wouldn't have been pastoring you. Um, you all have made it all worth it. I mean, it's, it's, you're what we prayed for. You know, all that time we didn't know what we were praying for. We were praying for you. We were praying for a home. And for me, if you would have told me that I'd be bringing messages in front of a group of people, I would have started feeling sick. Like, I mean, our very first Sunday in ministry, I was sick as a dog. And that um, was, that was pre COVID. So when she finished uh, throwing up, I told her to get on the stage. Yeah. And she still, he said, still had I'll bring you a stool, I'll bring you a bucket, but you will be singing. And, <laughs> and she powered through. And I did. No mishaps. But I mean, it, it is, it can be pretty scary to speak in front of people but the environment that's been cultivated here it's been so loving and caring we can be ourselves I mean we keep talking about that but it, it is pretty priceless I mean can't tell you how many people in ministry can't and and we don't take that for granted and not just in word not just in messages but in worship um it's, it's incredible to walk into a place and feel an atmosphere of worship being cultivated. And that didn't just start when we came here to pastor. I told Aaron, um, I was just reminiscing, we came here to visit um, one time. And actually, the couple times that he preached before we even knew that we were going to be pastoring here, when he was just filling in, I remember coming to the altar and just worshiping with the praise team because the atmosphere of worship was just so strong and so heavy. And, and it just felt, I felt welcome to worship even before being in leadership here. And, and if you don't feel welcome to worship, uh, I would just, you know, if you come here expecting, you'll receive I just say, um, Sunday mornings, no matter where you are worshiping, I mean, the Lord is always ready to step in um, because he wants to be enthroned on our praise. And this is a place of uninhibited and free worship. Track or no track, live music, no music. That has nothing to do with the spirit of God being welcome here. Um, with no fear of man, only more hunger and more of God. That's what we want. And you allow that to be cultivated every Sunday, every Tuesday at prayer. All of those times, thank you. Thank you for wanting more of God right along with us. Yeah, Heather and I, we have grown a lot since being here. Um, like she said, it's been, uh, there was some adjusting that had to take place for us. Uh, with coming into an established church rather than a startup work, which is what we'd always worked with and um, and never had a permanent home and uh, to to come in here and all the things that that go along with that. And we thank God for every bit of it. And we thank him for you for being so loving, open and uh, receptive. Uh, also, another thing about you guys that we really appreciate is uh, you've been nothing but loving and kind to every speaker that we have brought into this place whether it was just someone inside the church that we gave the opportunity uh, to come up and share something or if it was uh, someone i brought from outside uh, in and we've had different types of speakers 
And uh, you would be surprised how some guest speakers will nervously ask what's expected of them because of the bad experiences that they've had at other churches. Um, even Algernon, I know he seems larger than life for those of you that were here with us when he was here the week. He's loud. He moved to like three parts of the sanctuary so everybody could hear him sing. And uh, you know what I mean? Like he, he, he started here, then he was there, then uh, I think he even come around this side one time. I don't know. He, he seems like fearless before service at the back, at the back door and even in the office. He was wanting to talk to me and wanting to make sure, was there anything, what time do you want me done? How long am I allowed to talk? Should I do this? Should I do that? He, even he was making sure that there was not going to be anything that he was going to offend anybody with. And um, it's really nice when I can tell any person that ever asked me, I just say, hey, you don't have to fit a mold. Just be you. Just be genuine and be you, and the people will love you. Not because of how good you are, but that's because of how great they are. You don't have to worry about it here. And you guys have never let us down. You've always been loving and open and receptive to everyone, and not just one style of speaker. And uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate the culture of honor that seems to be in this house. And those of you who have been around us any length of time know that one of our primary visions, one of the things we like to speak the most about, is talking about creating a culture of encouragement. Um, and cultures of encouragement, it, it's a process. I mean, we're, we're always working through that to stay encouragers and try to be encouragers in, in whatever atmosphere we're in. But the Bible is full of words of encouragement. It's full of encouragers. We believe that if you are an encourager, you are a world changer. You can change anybody's day just by giving them a word of encouragement. And because of the encouragement of people around us, we've grown so much more than we could have ever thought possible. I mean, it's, I couldn't imagine not having the encouragement of the people around us. I don't know how far along we'd be right now without it. Encouragers speak life even when all you can see is death. Encouragers speak peace, even when the world is raging all around us. So important right now in the world we're living in, be an encourager. Encouragers believe that we can change the world one person at a time. That one person is worth it. God encourages us with words like, with God nothing's impossible. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. In me. Take that truth for yourself. You, if you have to just say that out loud to just tell yourself every day the power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Our Father is the greatest encourager. He spoke about things being good. I mean, you, he encouraged from the very beginning. Let's be like him. Without you, this church our body of believers wouldn't be where it is now. We would not be where we are now. And there are many other people who are waiting to say the same thing about you. I mean, it, it's, if you share the same kind of love and encouragement with the world and the people that you encounter like you've shared with us, the world will be changed. There's no doubt about it. John 13, 35 says... By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And um, what Heather just said about sharing love 
that kind of love and encouragement with the world. It's what we're supposed to do. And we appreciate all the love that we have felt since day one here at Sapona Road. Now, have we done everything perfect since being here? <laughs> no. Uh, and have we made a lot of mistakes in the past 19 months of being here? Yes. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Probably Heather. But, <laughs> but no, yeah, we have, especially me. And uh, I've even had a few people let me know in a nice way when I've made a mistake. And uh, I wish Sister Carolyn was here because I've got dinner rolls ordered this year because I forgot to get rolls last year. And, and Nicole, there is mac and cheese going to be on that table this year. I remembered because I made some mistakes. I try to fix them when I can, but uh, it's just it's part of the it's part of the process. But we do appreciate the the culture that we have here of the way uh, people love one another and are patient and kind with each other. Um, but I want to give you a, I want to give you a story to, because that's something, like she said, the culture of encouragement, it has to be cultivated. It's not just something that happens and it's not just something that stays around. Right. You, it has, it has to be maintained. And uh, we need to know what to look for to make sure that we don't allow it to be taken away. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Heather's grandfather gave me a book uh, Carl gave me a book called uh, a Ri- Of Rice or Men years ago. I don't know if you remember giving it to me. I don't think he loaned it. If you did, I, I'll get it back to you, but I think he gave it to me. But in that book, um, there's a story. Well, part of the story is a group of soldiers, are, they're going to have to surrender. And so they just start dumping all their ammo, trying to ruin it so that the enemy can't get it. And the enemy gets to them and to take them captive And the first thing that the enemy does is release all the prisoners that the Americans had captive. So they release all of their uh, fellow soldiers that are captive by us. And they give all of the soldiers that they've just been released, they give them all a cigarette. And uh, so now the Americans are watching. They haven't done anything to the Americans yet. They're still just there waiting to see what's going to happen. And they've given all these guys a cigarette, and they all start smoking their, their cigarette, just thankful that they're not prisoners anymore and then right there with all the americans watching uh these men smoking the enemy then pulls out their guns and just mows them all down kills all of them that they just gave a cigarette to just shoots them because um their thought process was they didn't want anyone in their army that was weak enough to be captured by the enemy now all the americans are looking at each other and they're thinking the same thing we would be thinking Oh, my goodness, what are they about to do to us if they would do that to their own people? Now, I can't help but wonder how many times has the world looked at the church this way because of the way we push for perfection and to the point of killing our own just for making a mistake. That's what we don't want. We're thankful we don't have it. We want to have a culture of honor because... There's so many places and they're treating brothers and sisters like traitors just because they've been captured by the enemy. There's a difference. And the world says, I can't even imagine what they might do to me if I go to that church. Look how they treat each other just for making a mistake. See, we really appreciate that we've never felt that atmosphere, that culture uh, in this place. Because... The world will know that we're His disciples by the way we love one another. 
even when people make mistakes. And some of you, you probably have been around churches or Christians that that's, that is their, that's the way they operate. Somebody makes one mistake and man, they're just ready to, to, to do away with them. But see, we, want, we don't want to be that way. We want to continue being the amazing church that you already are and love people back to life. It doesn't mean that we put up or that uh, put up with junk or that we compromise in any way the gospel or the message of Jesus Christ. It's that we share that message with them, and that's what's what we're trying to cultivate. Uh, one of the things that I um, I appreciate the most, and I know Heather does probably as well, is that God chose us to be here at this time. Now, I, there's there's plenty of places we could be, but He chose for us to be here, and we're thankful for that. And we appreciate in advance all the amazing things that God is about to do with this powerful and encouraging, honorable body of believers. I believe there's a shift taking place in the church body as a whole and even in this body. There's, there's still some resistance. There's always going to be resistance when you're moving forward. It's just, it's just how it is. But I really believe and appreciate that things are shifting in the, in the way that we think about things, in the way that we talk and speak about things, in the, in the way that we view our experiences that we are going to have to go through. And I know that God is not going to disappoint an amazing group like you as we eagerly hunger and anticipate more of Him and we continue to treat each other with honor and respect and, not, and make the world look at us and say, man, I want to be loved like that, not I wonder how they would treat me. So um, somebody told me something one time that has always stuck with me. They said that whenever there's a guest speaker who comes and the wife comes with them, they don't necessarily just always focus on the guest speaker. They look at his wife and they see what expression the wife has when she looks at her husband preach because that tells them, is he the same person now as the one she takes home? And I just, I want to honor Aaron um, because I, I know that this is, still, but I mean, it's, it's true. Um, there's something about being able to minister under someone who, it's like when the kids were little and they'd get on the, on the diving board and they'd be scared to jump. Because if, if Aaron wasn't there with his arms open, he's saying, I got you. Just jump. I've got you. And, and that's what I see in ministry with Aaron. Um, even being able to be a minister under Aaron, not even necessarily being his wife, but there's just something about being able to minister when you know that someone's like, go ahead, jump. I've got you. That's the kind of um, minister and pastor he is. And I've personally, um, though I've, I've known a lot of the love of the Father through him. Um, not, not even as just my husband, but as my pastor, um, I remember, I don't even know if we were dating yet. Were we dating when, um, but I just remember, so we, we were going to church at rivers and if we weren't dating yet, we were just getting ready to start dating. I don't remember, but we were there for some event and the power went out. Okay. We were dating. Okay. He remembers. I don't remember. I don't remember our anniversary. Um, but um, <laughs> but the power went out and I remember him in the middle aisle and he had Hannah's hand, which at that time she was three. So she was just little, she was the cutest little blonde headed baby. Um, but he had, she was scared cause the power had gone out 
And he looked down at her, and the look on his face, it was so, so much love and just so much care that I just remember, there are very few times in my life I remember exactly what I was thinking. I remember thinking, I want to be loved like that. Just because of the look on his face when he looked at her. And when Aaron said that story, we sometimes have the opposite effect on the world. And they look at us, like he said, and think, I don't want to be loved like that. If that's what love looks like, I don't want it. We are supposed to be such a reflection of the Father that the way that we look at each other would make the world think, I want to be loved like that. In that moment, I knew that I wanted to be with that man forever because if that's what love looked like, I wanted it. And if we can show that kind of love to the world, that they just, they need, that they crave, these churches will be flooded with people because they want to be loved like that. And so that's what we, we just want to thank you because um, we've had people speak life over us. We've had people prophesy over us and they told us, you will have children. You'll have spiritual children who look just like you. And that's what we want. We, we consider ourselves as people who try to encourage. We try to cultivate worship. And you are a reflection of that. And we're so thankful for you. Um, you're just, we're just so grateful to minister with you. So let's be such a reflection of the Father together that people can look at us and say, I want to be loved like that. God, we just thank you. We thank you for your presence, God. We thank you for your love. Lord, your love changes everything. Your love is so amazing. Lord, it gets rid of all fear. It gets rid of all worry. Lord, we just thank you for who you are to each and every person in here. And God, we want to be your hands and feet to the world. We want to show your love and your kindness and your compassion, Lord, and your patience with people. But we just pray that when the world looks at us, they say, I want to be loved like that. God, help us to guard ourselves from the, from the actions and the mentality that would cause them to be afraid of wonder how they would treat me. God, we don't want that anywhere around us, God, because we want to be faithful servants and stewards for your kingdom. God, we thank you that every person in here is fearfully and wonderfully made and loved by you. God, help us to love well. Lord, talent means nothing if we don't love. Paychecks mean nothing if we don't love. Lord, accomplishments, aspirations, it's all nothing without love in our hearts. God, help us to love well. Lord, we don't need to be impressive. We just need to be lovers of your people to God as we celebrate today our appreciation for this wonderful body of believers that you've that you've brought together God and Lord as we celebrate homecoming God we just we just call out to lost loved ones right now those that maybe aren't here today God we just call them back home and God when they make that decision when they make that turn to come back Lord that we would love them well Lord that we would be patient and kind 
God, you're so good to us. We're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for this church. We're so thankful for freedom. And God, we just bless everyone in this place, every home that's represented, God. Let our homes become that place that people look at and say, I want to be loved like that as well. Lord, it makes no difference if we go to a home and it doesn't have peace, no matter how well we can speak or how well we can perform for others, God. Let us have homes of peace. God, we give you the honor and we give you the glory and we just bless the wonderful name of Jesus. We just praise your name, Lord. Father, I just pray that you bless our time together in fellowship after this service, God. I pray, God, that you bless the wonderful people over at uh, Paradise Acres that prepared the food for us. God, I pray that the food will be blessed, God, and that we would just exalt the name of Jesus in all that we do. And Lord, we just honor you again in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We are so happy that you joined us today. If you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry, you can find more information at saponaroadchurch.com. If you are local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 1045 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7 o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.